Hello, everybody, and welcome to Toby's Parsha podcast. It might be a man's world, but our world, the world of Am Yisrael, would be so different if it wasn't for our imahos, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. Contrary to popular perception, Chesed, in its pure and metaphysical essence, is a mida that is associated with masculine energy. And Gevura, strength, surprisingly enough, with feminine energy. How so? I have no idea who I'm talking to on this podcast. For all I know, I might be talking to myself. But nonetheless, I will still try to proceed with caution in what I'm saying. In Lushan HaKodesh, the word for female is nikeva, related to the Hebrew verb li-na-kev, which amongst its other meanings also has the connotation of establishing boundaries, creating borders, and setting parameters, which is clearly a gevura and not a chesed-oriented activity. Because chesed involves expanding. Gvura, on the other hand, involves pulling back. Whoa, where is she going with this? Stand by and all will be clear. One of the greatest, if not the greatest things, thing that a woman does is to actualize potential. The most dramatic expression of that is, of course, giving birth. Paradoxically, though, in the very act of giving birth, a woman exercises her mita sagvura in a very, very radical way by birthing one baby at a time. Sometimes two babies, as when she has twins, or three babies, as when she has triplets, or four babies, when she has quadruplets, or five babies maybe, and then, you know, quintuplets, or like the women in Egypt who gave birth to sextuplets at a time, shisha bekeres echad. But never is a woman able to actualize all the male energy that is released because that would mean having millions and millions of babies at one time. So a woman uses her midas hagvura to limit the number of babies that can be born at any one time. Last week's Parsha, Parsha's Todos, started off with the word and, or the Hebrew letter Vav. You can walk into any hardware store in Israel and say, give me a Vav, and they won't think you're some cheerleader who's gone berserk 
and called the guys in the white coats to come take you away. But we'll calmly hand you a book, because in Hebrew, above is a hook. Look how much the Torah teaches us with this one letter. Just by starting a new Parsha with the letter Vav, what are we being told? That even though this is a new Parsha and we're dealing with the new patriarch, we are in fact not in a new story, but we are in the middle of a story because the story of the offspring of Yitzchak is a continuation of the story of the offspring of Avraham. How so? Avraham, we know, has two sons, Yishmael and Yitzchak. Who will continue Avraham's legacy? That is the big drama. Yishmael thinks it should be him. After all, he feels he's entitled. He feels himself worthier than Yitzhak because he allowed himself to be circumcised at 13 years old when at that age he could have resisted. Yitzhak, on the other hand, was circumcised at eight days old. He really didn't have a say or a choice in the matter, did he? As the embodiment of Chesed, Avraham would have loved to embrace and envelop both his sons and pleads with Hashem when informed of Yitzhak's birth, Lu Yishmael Yichyet Lefanecha. Avraham wants Yishmael to live before Hashem together with Yitzhak. It's Sarah who says, Gareshet expel this maidservant, the Ebena and her son, of course, referring to Yishmael. Ki lo yirash ben ha-mahazot in b'ni im Yitzchak. It's Sarah who understands that Yitzchak, I'm sorry, that Yishmael cannot be part of Am Yisrael together with Yitzchak. And Hashem says to Avraham, kol asher tomar elecha. Sarah, whatever Sarah says to you, shma bekola. And later, we find Rivka continuing this same pattern on an even more dramatic scale. Because this time, the son that's excluded is her own son, not some other woman's son, but her own son who shared her womb with his twin brother, with the twin brother that is eventually chosen. So we see it's the Imahos exercising Mira Sagvura who established the borders of Am Yisrael. It's the Imahos who decide who is in and who is out. Never let anyone underestimate the influence of Jewish women. This decision of Sarah and Rivka to exclude Yishmael and Asaph has such far-reaching cosmic consequences 
It changes the entire course of Jewish history. We know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, Zu Leumas Zu. For every force, there is an opposing force. Hashem created Am Yisrael, and Leumas Am Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the Shidu Umos, the 70 nations. These 70 nations, the Gaomi Vilna explains, can be divided into two groups of 35 nations each. One group is driven by the desire for power. The other group is driven by their desire for pleasure. The group that's driven by the desire for power travel under the banner of Asaph. And the group driven by the desire for pleasure travel under the banner of Yishmael. I'm just going to throw this at you, and because it's a whole other class, but when we said Nasa Nishma at Har Sinai, the Naase was said Keneged Esav, and the Nishma was said Keneged Yishmael. But as we learn from this week's Parsha Vayetze, the Imahos did not just know how to exclude they also knew how to include, like Rachel, who selflessly gives her sister Leah the Simoni on her wedding night, allowing her to marry Yaakov, and hence mother Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, and Zevulun, six of the twelve Shvatim. But Rachel and Leah knowing that six more tribes have to be born, also bring in Bilha and Zilpa, so that Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher can be part of the Jewish people, along with Yosef and Binyamin. So who said it's a man's world 